Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck, and the uh, uh, that there, right there. Are you gonna do your normal stupid thing, or is that finally over? Just wanted to say hi. <laughs> okay, all right, good. I guess he's done with the dumb, cheesy, ridiculous point thing. No, he uh, just did it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not fans. Not fans of your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, not fan of uh, Salman Abedi either. Uh, he's, he's our guy. Uh, shockingly enough, uh, obviously a uh, Mennonite um, from mm. uh, rural Pennsylvania. Are we sure he's Mennonite, not Amish? Because we a lot well, of times... that's the ru- again. I don't want to get out ahead of the por- reporting. Right. But the, the rumor mm-hmm. is he's he's a Mennonite <laughs> terrorist. Uh, he crashed. When are his we going to crack down on the Mennonites? When? When will we finally crack down? On the Mennonite menace. When? Seems almost repetitive. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, actually not. Uh, potentially, uh, maybe not Mennonite. What? Huh. Maybe not. Uh, no, that's what we reported. That's what you just reported. Because, I mean, I what you can do usually uh, when this is done in the name of a religion, you can put all the religions into a hat and just pick one, and it might be, could be any of them. You know, could yeah. be any of them. Uh, you know, could mo- be the Presbyterians. They've been really pissed lately, yeah. and they've been very active in their violence, in their violent behavior. Uh, it, it could be, or it could be Episcopalians. It could be Mennonites or Amish. You know, marauding Mormons. Mm. But uh, this this time, just happenstance, it turned out to be uh, uh, an Islamist. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. You know, uh, what an incredible Weird. blessing. What an incredible blessing uh, the left is for Islamic extremists. No, no kidding. Because in all seriousness, how no many effing times can they do this <laughs> crap? Uh, uh, and still get backing from uh, a, a mainstream American group. How often? Uh, it's just incredible. Uh, it really is. Like We are constantly uh, told to make excuses to uh, ignore, to embrace the wonderful uh, things offered here. And, and I, got, I got it. We all know this is not, uh, you know, the next Muslim you meet is not going to be one of these people. Very oh, overwhelming majority percentage. Mm-hmm. However, this is the, the idea that we worry about things like such as uh, right-wing ideology and right-wing extremism and Tea Party groups and all the nonsense that we get told we're supposed to worry about all the time. And yet they will make any excuse possible to try to uh, clear uh, the extremist um, Muslim community, Mm -hmm. um, even up to the point of not even calling them extremist Muslims. Uh, And uh, this continues. How long? It's incredible that just the level of absolute denial you have to be in uh, to to, uh, allow this to continue. And the political left here in the United States continues. They just seem to be able to do it without any, any, any ramifications. Um, I mean, maybe you know what? Maybe this press presidential uh, election was a ramification for that uh, behavior, at least partially. Yeah, uh, but it's incredible. Uh, so yet again, uh, uh, Muslim extremist. There uh, were there were twenty one thousand people at the concert, which is surprising. I didn't realize Ariana Grande drew those kinds of crowds. Oh yeah, she do that here in the states. Oh too? yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah really? she's, she's big. She's oh. a, I mean, a big pop star. Yeah, she's hideous too. I mean, she's uh, she's quite very outspoken, crazy liberal uh, type. Oh who yeah, knows absolutely nothing Sorry, about the were... world. 
Yes. Um, and Licks Donuts as well. Yeah. Remember that? That yeah. was her, yeah. right? Yeah, remember that, that well. Yes, that was. was her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I realize, you know, yeah, she's attractive. She's a, she's, uh, a decent-looking girl. Um, but her music is hideous, right? So I, I was just kind of surprised that many people would... Show up, but uh, I don't know if I agree. Uh, she's uh, no? No, she's a strong you performer. actually like her music. <laughs> she is a strong you like the music. Let's whatever. say you don't look at whatever. it at all. There's no whatever. There's no visuals. You're just hearing the audio. Yeah, whatever. Well, Pat, all this right. is, she's very. This talented, is 2017. There's no such thing as just listening to the audio. <laughs> no, you, you actually could. Visuals. You really could. She's always a talented. Visuals. I will say she's a talented singer. She is. Uh, um, she did. She did. A, Pretty solid job on Saturday Night Live, pulling off uh, really? comedic sketches. I mean, she seems to be a mm. talented person, and, uh, and obviously a, a moron when it comes to mm. politics. But what else is new when you're talking about the world of entertainment? I mean, I don't think that's a huge surprise. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, again, it's it, it sucks because uh, you know this is almost unsolvable, right? I mean, I, let, let's just think about this for a second. Correct. It wasn't inside okay. the the arena. So you're talking about it's outside the arena on the exit. So it's not even when like everyone's gathering to go in, and at least there might be secu- more security people. Of, I don't know. There's no way to stop that. Really, no mm-hmm. way. At IED, which you know, when we have military control of a region, we can't control those mm-hmm. things. Uh, and here we are. I, I mean, really, you just there is a level, and I, I think this is hard for people to admit. But every single day, you trust way more people than you realize you trust. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you're constantly walking by people that at any point could decide to just stab you or shoot you or do whatever they want to do to end your life. And here's an, a situation where obviously this is a mass, mass casualty event, but I, it's not something that's solvable. You can't, I mean, you can only fight against the ideology. You can fight. You can destroy ISIS, but there'll be another group that wants to do this. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not a solvable problem. Luckily, it is a, a small percentage, and it is a, a a rare event. I mean, you know, as as, as un uh, as overwhelming as it is when one of these events happens, it's fairly rare. The statistical chances of you being killed in, in this type of thing are incredibly low, uh, and that's really uh, all I hang my hat on yeah. because I I do believe there's a lot of awful people. Uh, who want to do these things, and um, many of them are able to achieve it, usually in areas that are war-torn, luckily for us, uh, that we don't live in one of them. Um, but there's just no, there's nothing you can do to stop this. You can stop, you know, with security, you could probably stop people from getting bombs into concerts, but when outside of concerts, I mean, how the hell are you going to stop that? You, I mean, it's almost impossible, right? I mean, that, that's why the big fight is at the... Uh outside of the gates at the TSA, right? I mean, that was the yeah, that I was mean, another big, that where they had uh, uh, an attack there as well. How do you stop that? How do you? Well, you can't. I don't know. You really can't. You can't. I, you, can't. you can't eliminate it. You can, you can minimize it. You can try to monitor the explosives. But, but even you that, can't vacuum seal our economy. You know, people no. are going to, there's going to be uh, bad people that get through. I mean, look at this right here. Pat, to, to your point. Good indication right there. Look at that. That is... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got through <laughs> these doors, and he continues to get through Where these doors every you know, day. We've got crappy. And we have security. a lot of security. Uh, it's apparently pretty crappy. Well, look how big he is. You're going to miss him? No, you didn't miss that. No, no they knew. <laughs> Come on now. They knew, and they <laughs> let him in. <laughs> Which I don't know what that means. I don't either. But uh, really sad. 22 people lost their lives, including an eight-year-old girl. Um, 59 others were were injured. Uh, it's uh, it would be nice if this would come to a stop. 
and uh, uh, I don't foresee that anytime in the near future. Um, also, The Onion has released a fake 700-page leak from yeah. the Trump administration. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, it's actually a good idea. Yeah. One of the reasons why I like it is, I mean, they've been writing all these you know, fake articles on The Onion for a million years, and people share them. Um, and they decided to just, just to kind of try something different, which is a, they just dumped 700 documents, and there's a million, you know, all these jokes throughout it, but they're not even really pointing you to them. And, and then they're going to follow up with coverage that eventually will uh, point people to certain parts of the leak. But, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's funny, and I guess some liberals have fallen for it, of course. Of course. Of course. They've said, you know, like the ridiculous, like, for example, one of the leaks was that they described in the Washington Post. Uh, column that Donald Trump writing emails saying he wants the interior of Air Force One to be marble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is a weird choice for, you know, a plane. Yeah. And I guess they, they had a, 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 a mock-up of, of, the, of Air Force One with marble floors, and he said, no, I want all of it marble, including the headrests. Uh, <laughs> which is a strange choice. And then he wrote a, a, docu- a, a diagram of the inside of, of Air Force One and just labeled everything marble. <laughs> uh, they had another, they had another, I think it's uh, in the article Very where they funny. had a, um, um, a presidential briefing which was done in the style of a uh, children's color, uh, uh, like a menu that you'd get at a restaurant that you can color on for children. <laughs> like, can you find in a word search like the names of these terrorist groups and you have to like search the, like this is how they're presenting this information at Trump? I thought it was pretty funny. I know if you love Trump, really you probably funny. didn't, but I think it's. I think more than anything, it was interesting to see the Onion, which is known as a uh, um, uh, a company that has been on the cutting edge of. Uh, comedy when they've come to you know first of all the sort of the fake news thing with the onion they also are the ones that do click hole which is sort of a parody of buzzfeed and all the ridiculous right. quizzes and so they've been on sort of the cutting edge of this for a long time and, and in the article they sort of admit that like it's hard to cut through anymore so they're trying this like a WikiLeaks style 700 page all of our jokes all at once they've been preparing them i guess since the election Really funny. Um, so kind of a, uh, an interesting change in the way people are trying to present media more than anything else. This is but, really kind of fun. The, the Onion is, uh, I mean, they're brilliant. What can, what they can really you are. say about them? They're, they really they're brilliant. They really are. Uh, also, Billy Bush uh, is talking about his adventure with Donald Trump now, the one that got uh, him into so much trouble and did nothing to Donald Trump. I'm and, even though it was he... Who was saying the crude things? Yeah, the that majority nobody liked. of them. I mean, uh, Billy Bush wasn't innocent on the tape, I but he laughed and stuff. He kind laughed of played along a little bit. Played along a little bit too much. Maybe you know, one of the things he got criticized, I think, rightly for, was after he heard the way Trump was uh, kind of talking, he went up to the girl and was like, "Ah, give Donald a hug." Yeah, you know, that was a right. little icky. But I mean, yeah, it, was. It, it was not the worst moment in history for a freaking celebrity. Let's no. put it that way. Right. Um, and uh, Billy Bush, <laughs> his career is just over. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Donald's president. It's incredible. It sure is. And that happened a month before the election. It sure is. Yeah. I mean, if it happened in April, maybe you'd think, okay, people have a chance to kind of adjust to this person. No, this happened a month before the election. This was obviously time to ruin his uh, his uh, you know political life. And uh, people were just like, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, can you imagine that scandal passing at any other time with any other person? No. No way. No. Um, if that happened to Ted Cruz, for example, if he won the nomination, oh, there's no way he would have won. I mean, once you go through that stuff, you have to have this persona built in where mm-hmm. just, I mean, to be honest, and again, if you like Donald Trump, I know this is going to annoy you, but you have to be known as a jackass. 
in, in advance, people have to already baked into you that you're a complete jackass for, to get through something like that. <laughs> if you're thought of as a good guy in any way, there's no way you survive that scandal. You just have to be already thought of as a jerk. Yeah, so you're, <laughs> you'd be okay, Jeffy. Okay. Uh, here's a clip from the interview with Billy Bush uh, about the, uh, the tape and what happened. What was it like for you to go back home after the tape had been released to face your daughters, your really wife? Good question. What was that moment like for you? Well, the initial moments were uh, total chaos. The paparazzi were never interested in me before, and total now they're chaos. outside the gate and ready to go. And, but once we settled um, <clears throat> 45. and got to connect, there was a powerful moment. My now 16-year-old daughter called me, and she was in tears. And she was really upset, and I, I said, Mary, it's, it's going to be okay, you know, don't worry. And she said, no, why were you laughing at the things that he was saying on that bus? Why were you playing along with that? It wasn't funny. I said, Mary, I am sorry, and there is no good answer for that. Oof. <laughs> oh, that had to, oh, wow. That's, that's a an good awful. answer for that. That that tells your that tears your insides out. Oh, because I mean, she's like oh, he's man. thinking to himself, no, don't worry, I'll I'll make a comeback in my career. Yeah, we'll be we'll okay. We'll get through this. It'll be okay. No, you're no. Hor- you're a horrible person. Yeah, like, that's it, like she looked at that as a co- in completely different way than he did. Oh man. Oh god, that's awful. Yeah, really. Now, awful. Jeffy, you're again. This is. It works uh, I was just the- out earning a living, putting food on the table for you, so you don't worry about it. That's where. <laughs> I, that's what I was doing. That's why I was laughing at that joke. I mean, why don't you come back to the real world a little bit, there, sweetie? I mean, as much as you, as a horrible human being, uh, are, are you know, exposing that It's different that right for now. Jeffy, because his, his children have no expectations of him. <laughs> no, it's true. They already know he's that way, and so it wouldn't be a disappointment to him. And however, it is They've already it, got that baked right. in, yes, like we were just talking in. about. Exactly, and, and you as Jeffy can say that, of course. Uh, it's interesting, though, because in reality, in reality for Thank a moment you. here. For a moment, I just step into Jeffy's world for a moment here. Mm-hmm. The reality is... That is what he was doing. Now, that doesn't excuse the behavior. It doesn't mean you can do anything. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that you, behind closed doors you should be a different person. But what he's doing there is, this, this guy's on the, on, the, on the bus with me. I want a good interview. I'm gonna, I want him to be happy. I want him yep. to like me because I'll, he'll give me a good interview. He'll give me access. Mm-hmm. And he's just, ah, yeah, yeah, you and your, yeah, that'll be great if you grab some genitals. <laughs> okay. So, hey, let's, this is, what he's doing that doesn't excuse it and i'm sure he would say it doesn't excuse it but in reality it's not as if mm-hmm. and i will say this for people who say oh you're always against donald trump a lot of that applies to trump in that moment too in that trump trying to sh- is to not, show off. he is not sexually assaulting women as he's doing that he is not as that we know of has ever uh certainly we there's been accusations That's but none of them seemingly have, have panned out um, yeah, that's not a good shot of Don. Uh, what he's trying to do is puff up his chest and show what a big, uh, strong guy he is, and he's mm-hmm. bragging like an idiot. Now, yeah. that's different than locker room talk. It is. Um, but it is, uh, you know, it's, people kept saying, well, he's sexually, he's, uh, you know, advocating for sexual assault. I mean, I don't think that's exactly what happened there. And I give him no breaks on that. He should not be our president. As, as you've known, we, I am very much on record. Huh. Uh, I do not. Uh, I wish he lost the primary bigly. 
but uh, you know, I, this stuff does get a little blown out of proportion. And the most ridiculous part of it is the guy who did much less in the conversation is the one paying for the it. Price. Yeah. The yeah. other guy is freaking president. Yeah, uh, it That's really is amazing. And he he didn't do anything like the president did. He he, he was just kind of laughing about it. And, yeah. You know, whatever, playing along a little bit. But he wasn't saying those things like grabbing women's genitals against their will uh, just because you want to. That guy was. So, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird situation. You know what another weird situation is? When your phone carrier is uh, spending money that they get from you, from your bill every month, and sending it to progressive candidates mm. and uh, crappy organizations like Planned Parenthood. Oh, no. Not a fan. I mean, millions of dollars yeah. going to this. Tens of millions, You actually. can't do anything about it, though. Yeah, well, you can. You can. Mm-hmm. You can. Jeffy, that's the good news. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, right here. Patriot Mobile. Mm-hmm. Not the Yeti. The Yeti Cup is a great solution for keeping your, uh, your drink cold right. all morning. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, the ice oh, that I listen. Course, right when you come to jingle it. it a little bit because the ice that I put in there at six thirty this morning still jiggling, still still solid. That's pretty amazing, uh, actually. Five hours later, uh, so now Patriot Mobile uh, does not own Yeti that I know of, but they gave no. Pat a, they also gave me a nice cup of, and you know it has the logo on it, so that's why I showed it to you. But Patriot Mobile does offer all the nationwide talk and text with high speed mm-hmm. 4G LTE data, competitive prices, great prices, uh, and uh, they donate up to five percent of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice, not NRA mobile. maybe or Freedom Works. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriot Mobile will even buy out your current contract. They'll give you a credit up to $500 per line or $1,500 per account. And you can keep your phone number so you don't have to text everybody. Uh, call me now at my new number. You don't have to worry about that. You can get all your all your annoying LinkedIn emails on your phone, though. That'll be cool. Oh, that's great. And you support conservative organizations uh, that you believe in. Uh, plus, you can get a free iPhone 5S or Galaxy S5 when you sign up for a $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan. Or you can choose from lots of other great phones. We've got the iPhone 7. They've got pretty much everything. Yeah, they also give 10% off to all military veterans, first res- uh, responders, and their families, too. So call Patriot Mobile right now. They'll waive the $35 activation fee if you use the promo code Pat and Stu. Do I have to do that, though? That's probably yeah, not you important. Do. It's, it's a lot of work, but you have to put P-A-T-A-N-D-S-T-U. That's wow, nine letters. That's a lot. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu. Or call them 1-800-A-PATRIOT. It's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's good to see you today. Thank you. It's good to see you too, Stu. Oh well, thank you, Jeffy. Guess Pat is uh, not not particularly happy. Not to give him a real uh, pretty obvious uh, verbal signal to respond, and he didn't. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, the opioid uh, ap- epidemic. Uh, thank you, Jeffy. By the way, for this uh, tightens his grip on America. This comes from Selena Zito at the uh, New York Post. Um, do you remember this uh, photo? Do we have the photo for this by any chance? Yeah, we well, we showed it on, on Pat and Stu as well. I mean, yeah, when it happened, when it happened, yeah. Um, I'm asking if we show it now on Pat and Stu. Is that possible or no? No. Oh, mm. Okay. Well, we'll show it to you here in a second because it was the photo of the two parents, kind of or grandparents, I guess, passed out uh, in the front seat 
Yeah, with the, um, with the kid in the car seat in I the mean, back. What opioid are they taking that they're driving around in a car with their granddaughter or son? Is that a son or a daughter? It looks like a son. son. Uh, with their grandson in the back seat. And the, all of a sudden, both of them just pass out? They, they pull over and pass it. What opioid is that? Heroin. Uh, along, no, heroin not. along with the fentanyl. Well, the fentanyl I've, I've, I, is what it goes into here. Is that is um, it fentanyl they're on? This is why I thought this was a it really. There's I mean, also some new. There's a new. I'm, I'm not sure I, the basics of this story, but there's some new mix that they're using as well. Well, they have. Uh, yeah. So it, so this goes beyond prescriptions. It does. Is that what you're yes. So it goes through. This is a, a, a very mm. common, I guess, escalation process in which you have. You start with prescriptions. You escalate that. Eventually, you can't mm-hmm. afford the prescriptions anymore. You get to heroin. Jeff, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. And then heroin, you're upping. You get up that to fentanyl, which that, is really and they, oh, well. And they also is. and they also mix. Uh, then what they're talking about is also mixing with the heroin, uh, the fentanyl and the. You mix carenthal. fentanyl and heroin together. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is the. Uh, That's a recipe for death. Uh, right the slide into addiction is well documented. Users move from legal painkillers to heroin to fentanyl. I disagree a little bit with the uh, with their analysis on uh, the uh, slide. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really they bring the uh, prescription opioids into it, and it's I don't necessarily agree with that. But in what they way? Always use it. They always use that slide of. The prescription opioids, and then they move into heroin. <laughs> Stop it! Well, no, no, so, I, I always. They don't. First of all, all, it doesn't happen to everybody, but it no. is prevalent. First of all, it's I mean, hilarious it does because happen a lot. Jeffy never has anything interesting say, to say about any of the topics we talk about, except when it comes to drugs. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just and like, he's, it's, he and like he's so pissed it. off yeah. that someone would yeah. report this. But the point is not <laughs> that. Well, first of all, you are. First of first all, of I disagree. You know, goes cut my opioids. Milk. That's Thank actually you. true. Thank I you, mean, Jeff. that's not. No, no, that's <laughs> fact. I mean, you can. I was fascinated by. Okay. Well, wait, what? Not, I don't know. Sure, That's what that had to do with it? I don't know either. Uh, so, um, so they talk about some of the stories in here, but I was fascinated by this one in particular. Um, a, uh, a a police officer, okay, pulls over uh, and goes through a, a routine stop. And uh, is uh, comes. Uh, his name is Chris Green. Follows protocol when he searches the vehicle, um, and it's he realized that his the seats were speckled with white powder, so he uses latex gloves. And then he uh, t- he uses latex gloves, then takes them off when he frisks the driver. Back at the police station, he finds residue on his uniform, and without thinking, dusts it off with his bare hands. The mistake caused him to overdose. It took four shots of Narcon, Jeffy, I guess, to yes. bring him back to life. The fentanyl is 10,000 oh. oh yeah. times yeah, yeah. more potent than mo- morphine. Yeah, it's crazy. He, f- he dusted off his jacket yep. and almost died because of it. Uh, yeah. There's also a new one. Um, I wish I could. I, I got to look it up now. It's, it's not fentanyl, though. It uh starts with a C. It's Carenthal. Ter- what, what, just but it's more what, powerful than the fentanyl. What brand name do you sell it under? And, uh, just let us. <laughs> it's just Jeffy Mix. <laughs> Jeffy Mix. Get the, get the Jeffy Mix. My mom uh, yes. uh, recently passed away, but it, for the last probably 10 years of her life, she, was, she, she had back pain that was really bad. Um, and she actually went through a surgery, which is why I never have the surgery, because it got worse after mm-hmm. her back surgery. Oh, okay. Many so do. her dumb doctor on the mean streets 
prescribed, I mean, she was already on Percocet for it. So he prescribed fentanyl. The patches or the, the patch. Yeah. Yeah. So she was jump, on, isn't it? She was on the patch. Huge. I mean, it's like, this is, and it says right on the box for end of life treatment. Well, her life wasn't ending 10 years ago. And they put her on this, and uh, and I, I know that you can have that overdose because it says right on it if you know you can't let your hands come in contact with the with the uh, with the vital part of the patch in any way, otherwise it'll go into your skin and cause you an overdose. Uh, so you got to be super careful when you apply the patch. Like to a loved one, That's or insane. if you do it yourself, you want to be really careful, and it, you want to wash your hands. And I think you have to do it in cold water if you get anything on you, because you want to get that off right now before it absorbs. So yeah, it's really dangerous stuff. It's really dangerous, and and, and uh, Jeffy, scary. is this? Uh First of all, Jeff, we should tell you, Jeffy's giving us the skeptical I'm, face. I'm not giving uh, any face. I'm just listening to the story. It happens to people. That's what it tells you on the patches. It does say that on the patches. It does. Yes, it does. Now, you, do you think that's I'm overblown? I'm familiar with the patches. Uh, I, I, no. Maybe. I just I know that there's been... Uh, I'm going to jam one of them down your throat. I just know that there's Let's see been what happens. times when... <laughs> Let's see what happens. When, you know, someone so, has come in contact with one of those patches... And that scary overdose has not well, happened. Yeah, but happen, you right. are yeah. loaded with barbiturates, <laughs> yeah. opioids, uh, all manner I, I of garbage, well, and you're supposed you? to be how you're supposed you? to be the Assume case study on this. Me. Of course, it's you. Don't don't don't. Of course, uh, it's you. Don't forget horse tranquilizers. Horse tranquilizers, <laughs> elephant gun darts. I mean, nothing could take you down. Your body's immune to it all. Remember the first time we walked into the, in Jeffy's uh, area over there, his dressing room area, and he was shooting himself with elephant gun darts. We yeah, like, what I like <laughs> what stop is it. this? And stop now we just part of the day. Get started. We <laughs> just see him. Gotta every get day the day started. Because um, uh, I am. I, I, is this like so? You don't. And again, I I will tell you what I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. We talk about like guns, uh, for example. Where, where, you know, people are smart and like people come in here about guns and like Dana Lash. Mm-hmm. She'll talk to me about guns. I have no idea what she's talking about. I know what the Second Amendment. I know that gig. I know mm-hmm. I, I know about the right mm-hmm. uh, to bear arms. Do I know anything about the specifics of guns? No, I'm not a gun guy. I really don't either. I have to say. I go to Jeffy often for my drug questions because mm-hmm. Dr- Jeffy always knows so much about it. So my question is, do people want to do fentanyl or are they basically getting screwed like they're buying heroin and getting fentanyl? No, fentanyl is way better than heroin, right? Yes. I mean, wouldn't you say that? Yes. It's 10,000 times just, more powerful than just heroin. Just that they don't... The morphine. Mix, yeah, right. Morphine and, the, and heroin and the are about the wrong. same thing. And okay. the, you know, what they're doing is they're, they're mixing it wrong because <laughs> they're... They're telling you that the dealers are getting it cheaper than the heroin. Yeah. So they're putting more fentanyl than heroin. Now, if you're super sensitive to this kind of stuff, uh, what dose can kill you? Uh, there, there was a, I read an article in the Chronicle, of, uh, you know, when I was back in Houston. There was some doctor, and I don't remember which of the, you know, they got that huge medical center in, in Houston. It's probably the best in the world. And one of the doctors became addicted to fentanyl because he i don't know he had an injury he decided to prescribe it to himself or whatever and he took it twice the second time killed him they found him dead in his office afterwards so i mean it you it's dangerous and if you don't do it right and if you're doing it recreationally without the supervision of somebody else uh it, it can be really bad really bad what was it like the first time you 
Used fentanyl? I was going to say invented it. <laughs> oh, I wish I did. Have you ever actually had fentanyl? You've never had that, right? I mean, they don't. Have you had that? No, of course not. I've never, <laughs> I've, I've never had it prescribed to me once in my life. So, uh, no. Oh, it was a weird way of explaining <laughs> that. It really was, wasn't it? Uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> I wonder. That's part of the beauty of you Jeffy. Know, can I ask you, Pat, a question separate <laughs> mm-hmm, from Jeffy for mm-hmm, a moment? Mm-hmm. How much of this is true? Because I, I think you, quite a bit of it. A lot of it. Yeah, a lot. A of lot it. of it. I can't when tell it comes with to him anymore. This topic. Yeah. When it comes to drugs. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, it's mostly true. <laughs> I don't know why. I think a pause was the right button again uh, there. So, uh, you know uh, what else is true? <laughs> is uh, that your water is not very good. No. Probably. No. I mean, the Environmental Working Group released a paper that showed that 218 million Americans are exposed to cancer-causing tap water. We've talked about the Flint, Michigan thing. Yeah. That's... Still isn't worked out. Still. <laughs> Amazing. And they want them to pay for the water that has all the toxic uh, chemicals yeah, in it. or get their homes uh, repossessed. And they just finally decided to, to wait before they put a lien on their homes for that's a year. A, that's nice. So they're going to give them a year to that's pay their bill. That's sweet, I will uh, say. For the poison water they have. Um, now, of course, it wouldn't be poison if you had your Alexa Pure Pro. Uh, mm. Friends at Alexa Pure have developed the solution, the Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system. You can use it in Flint, Michigan, and go ahead and drink it. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, it removes 99.9999% of contaminants from your drinking water. I don't know if it can take out fentanyl. I, I, would, I wouldn't put fentanyl in your water and no. test it, but I mean, it, it's wouldn't pretty much everything. That might be the point zero 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 one percent they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but still, that's pretty incredible. Take out pretty much everything. Parasites, bacteria, lead, pesticides, pharmaceuticals, chromium-6. Oh, so maybe it does take out the fentanyl. Yeah. I mean, I just wouldn't test it. No. I mean, I trust the people at Exapure Pro, but if you're, if you're overdosing by dust on your police uniform, I'm not going to test that one. No. Each Pro filter has a capacity up to 5,000 gallons, so it just costs you pennies per gallon. Call them at 888-895-7746. 888-895-7746. Or go online at getalexapure.com and you'll save $20, $20 off the retail price. 888-895-7746 or getalexapure.com. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, you know, I wish I could get in on one of these things. Just one. <laughs> Just one of these things. Now, this one you had a real opportunity to get I in. I know. Because we talked about it I publicly. Know. I thought $1,100 was out of the... Qu- I mean, come on. How much higher can it go? Well, it can double in about 30 days. Yep. But if you bought $100 of Bitcoins, $100 worth of Bitcoin seven years ago... Today, that $100 investment would be worth $75 million. It sounds like a joke. It doesn't sound real. No. I, I read it. I'm like, oh, no, they don't mean that. They mean $75 million on a $100 investment in seven years? That is a, po- that's a positive return. Yes. Why couldn't I have that? Why? Just once. Just once. Right? That, that's that all I need. One. You know, just get into it at the right time. Get out of it at the right time. Why just once can I, can I have that? Why? Can I ask you this question seriously? Yes. If you If you put $100 in Bitcoin seven years ago and it was $75 million today, would you ever see Jeffy again? No. no. Uh, Why would you even bring it? No. I'm just curious because I know what my answer is. It's a big fat no. no. 
I'd never see you. It's everybody's answer. It's, would, it's I, Amber's answer. If she had, <laughs> if she had seventy-five million dollars, she would never see but you. But Amber's again. married to Jeffy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure you were yeah. talking about the same Amber. Yeah, the same okay. one. <laughs> same, same person. Uh, I mean, that is incredible. Uh, I, what I love about this is um, about seven years ago, a Bitcoin was worth zero point zero zero three cents. Wow. Okay. So, uh, not a lot. So the first purchase ever, like, because, you know, Bitcoin started as this weird computer project, uh, basically, uh, to try to look at a new digital currency. Uh, and the people who were starting it were really smart and, 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 and thought about incredible amounts of uh, possibilities and really worked out something incre- really amazing. Uh, and when, as they were starting, they needed to test it. They were like, okay, how about this? The first purchase. So a guy, um, he bought... Uh, his name is uh, Laszlo, Laszlo Hanius? I don't know. Something like that. Um, and he bought two pizzas from Papa John's. He spent 10,000 bitcoins to get them. Now, again, don't th- if you don't know what the hell a bitcoin is, just think of it as like it's 10,000 units, right? Um, it's 10,000 of these things that are worth something. Um, at the time, they were worth two pizzas, exactly, because he paid two pe- uh, paid 10,000 Bitcoins for two pizzas. Today, right now, that would be worth $22.7 million. Uh, so... So you're saying it's gone up a little bit yeah, in value. Yeah, $22.7 million. Um, mm. it, was, uh, it had cro- crossed the $2,000 barrier over the weekend. What's amazing there, though, is that we started blabbing about this about a month ago, and we've talked about Bitcoin over the years a decent amount, because I've just been fascinated with it for a while. Um, but it, 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 when we when we talked about it as being ridiculous, we can't believe how much it had gone up. It was at eleven hundred. This is a month ago. Now mm-hmm. it's twenty two hundred. We have no idea where this is going to stop. I would not be surprised at all if it was two hundred tomorrow. Like I it legitimately, it could absolutely be that. You know, who knows? Um, uh, but uh, uh, twenty two point five million dollars at the current Bitcoin prices for the two pizzas, um, uh, and that's May twenty second, two thousand ten. Now look. As you say, why can't I get in on one of these things? Very few people got in at that level. You could get those bitcoins, mm-hmm. by the way, for free. The ten thousand bitcoins. Yeah, you, you mine just them. Mine them, um, which is a whole other process that I think can, confuses the issue almost too much. Uh, but point is, it's not necessarily probable you're going to get in with all the computer programmers making the thing. <clears throat> you get that, right? Um, however, mm-hmm. uh, when you were, you could have got it at eleven hundred. You could have got it in at four hundred or five hundred. I could have. Um, I have a guy who I know who I've been thinking about lately because of this big run-up. He's one of the a very early miner of bitcoins, um, and uh, he uh, he about a year ago emailed me and said, "Actually, you know what you need to get into now is Ethereum. Now Ethereum is another uh, digital currency. Think of it as a Bitcoin competitor." Um, at that point, it was like, like I don't know, 12. Uh, now it's like 160. <laughs> really? It's the same freaking thing. And of course, I, did, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to dump all my money into Ethereum. I didn't even know how it was. I did follow it and eventually get a little bit in there, but not enough to. It's maybe change time my life to start sadly. listening to this guy. No, he's very smart. <laughs> very smart, too. So is he, does he have a lot of Bitcoin? Do you know? It's been a while since I've talked to him. And I, I actually I emailed him today. I'm like, I've been thinking about you because of this whole run up. Like, Are you a zillionaire now? Do you, have you bought a planet somewhere? Like, what has he done? <laughs> So I haven't talked to him in a few months. I have to find out oh, if he responds. He's too big to talk to you now. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. He's made too much he's money. A really interesting guy because he's a very, uh, very libertarian guy. What does he do? Um, he, is a, he works in energy. Where does he live? 
He lives at 1407 Maple. What's his name? Uh, in Houston, Texas. Okay. His name is Jim Tenominen. Jim Tenominen. Mm-hmm. What's his phone number? Uh, I'll call him and borrow seven, some money. 319. 319. That's it, though. He doesn't okay. have the last two. 281 area code? Uh, no, it's a 65 no? area code. 65, okay. That must be a new one for Houston because it didn't exist when I was there. Country code uh, 35,000. Okay, three five zero zero zero. No, you have to type the, the letters. Thousand in okay. the, into the phone. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so you can really, or whatever you want. Okay, but that's real, uh, right? You told me the real. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh my god. All right. Here's my number. So call me, baby. Uh, so there you go. I don't know. I'm pretty interesting though. I I mean because I I feel like this is the Say type it. of thing. This is like that. I could have bought Amazon at you know one cent, and now it's worth all mm-hmm. this money. Mm-hmm. And it's like I like for example, Google's a good example of this, or Amazon. There have been many times I thought to myself, Amazon is a great freaking company. Google is mm-hmm. a great company. Everything they do, they do better than everybody else. Like, they, hey, well, here's mail. It's better than all the other mail. You know, Amazon, hey, here's some delivery thing. It's better than all the other delivery stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, they seem to always do things better. And that, to me, says, these guys are going to be around for a while. But their stock is already up 300%. I mean, I'm not going to get in now. I'm too late. Mm-hmm. Since then, it's up like 3,000%. You know, like you just even every time, every time. But if you went in, you would destroy the future of the company, Pat. If you bought Amazon, <laughs> yes. Amazon it would, would have been pets.com. Immediately and, uh, collapse. That's how I feel. I know. And, uh, you know, the Bitcoin thing, again, like as much as, you know, I'm, I've been following it for a while. I purchased some a while ago and, and certainly up percentage wise in a dramatic way. But it's like mm-hmm. it, the worst part about that is, you know, I could have easily. I had money in my bank account. I could have bought a hundred times what I bought. Did I? No, I did not. And there's no part, there's no point of view that ever gets satisfied with it. Because as this thing is, has run up, uh, Brad Staggs, who, uh, who you see all the time on the network, uh, he, he's fascinated with this as well. And he, me and him have been emailing about it over the past you know, month or so. And he'll, this email, you just get this email in your email. 1,800 exclamation point. That's it. <laughs> it's like, like, I don't know what it's fascinating about. And he keeps saying, like, aren't you going to sell some? Aren't you going to sell some? And I'm like, well, it's not, it's, you know, again, it's not a huge amount of money. But it's like, he's like, why don't you just get your money out? And I keep thinking to myself, yes, but it's never going to end. It's going right. to keep going up and up and up. And soon it'll be a million dollars of Bitcoin, and I'll be so embarrassed that I sold some. Yeah, that's that, the thing. That is the mindset. It's so hard. You have to get in at the right time. You have to get out, out at, the at the right, right time. time. It's like the Clear Channel thing that we've talked about a million oh, times. Oh, yeah. When we were offered the stock. Well, that's conditional on you know our $10,000 investment at that time would have been worth $2.5 million a piece. Uh, but that's only had we ridden out all of the stock splits and waited to right to the right time right. and then sold at the right time. That's a dramatic you know? way to make you feel horrible about yeah. your life. Yes. Yeah. But there is a. If you would have done everything exactly right, then you make two and a half million dollars. Yeah. Like Bitcoin, if you would have waited through all of the ups and downs of that until it got to 2200 well then sure you'd be worth 75 million dollars right today. that would have been really hard especially really when, hard to do when you went from 0. 0.003 cents to up to ten dollars like yeah. you'd be like i gotta get out of this i'm gonna make all this money and if you're the guy that's sitting at 75 million when it's sitting when you're at 50 million before yeah. it gets to 75 do you well, think if you're at one million do you think i can make a million dollars this is a million dollars now and if you if you're the kind that rides it out right by the time you get to 75 you think I can go to 100. Yeah. And I will say that, you know, as this is written up, I mean, it got to, because I, it's funny, because I had to write out these things. I started, I think I started buying it when it was like $600. 
And and then it went uh, my incredible investment timing. Uh, I would watch it go down to two hundred almost immediately. <laughs> so uh, I had to ride that out. I could have easily sold there and lost seventy five percent or sixty percent of my investment. Um, instead, uh, you know, he wrote it out through some of those tougher times, which sucked. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. but as it goes up, okay, now you're at wait a minute, now it's at a thousand, now it's eleven hundred, twelve hundred, fourteen hundred. And I remember thinking at one point, Brad emailed me, he's like eighteen hundred, man. He's like, you got to sell yours, and I'm like, well. Maybe if it gets to like 1950. I don't know why. For some reason, 1950. If it gets to 1950, then I'll sell some. Now it's at 2200. It's going to linger trying to break through that oh, 2000 mark. That's, that was my theory. Yeah. Like it's gonna, probably be, people look at round numbers a lot. So they're like, maybe it gets close to 2000. Yeah. It's hard to break that wall. No, it just uh-huh. shoots right through 2200. I'm still sitting there. And I'm like, oh. You know, if it gets to 9000, if it gets to a billion dollars per Bitcoin, I might sell one. Yeah. I'm that dumb. I'm that dumb. And, and there will be a start. By the way, this save this tape. There will be an update when it hits zero in a yeah. week. You'll be like, why didn't Stu sell it? Well, it wasn't that big. Or he'll sell, and then it'll go to 5000 and we'll talk about it then, too. You know, because you'll sell you it. Should you should sell. Be like, uh, I should sell, because it's never going to go higher than 2500 yes. right. Then it'll be at five or yes, 10000 You need to sell. All right, 888 More patents, Stu, coming up. everything you have right now. I, I, I don't I, You may very well be right on that one, Jeffy. <laughs> I have no freaking idea. And I Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. So with all that uh, is happening in uh, the United Kingdom uh, and around Manchester and with the uh, possible uh, marauding uh, Mormons, menacing Mennonites, uh, Chancellor uh, Angela Merkel from Germany uh, decided to say last weekend, you know what? Germans have failed to grasp how Muslim immigration has transformed their country. <laughs> now, I wanted to say that I, mm. I'm i guessing they haven't failed to grasp it. Wow, I'm just Jeffy. guessing that Germans have not failed to grasp it. On a limb there, Jeffy. They're going to have to come to terms with more mosques than churches throughout the countryside. Okay, get over it. Our country is going to carry on changing, and integration is also a task for the society taking up the task of dealing with Immigrants and look, there's nothing wrong with that f- uh, approach, in, in generally speaking. I and mean, the, the question is, you know, how much of the bad element do you let? Well, in, and this uh, all started because they were having a big fight, uh, you know, in Germany, you know, over the political landscape of uh, some of the immigrants were not coming in and uh, integrating. And uh, you know, then Merkel was like, "So, yeah, so what? They're still coming in." Get over it. Yeah, no, I mean, she's, she's been pretty strong on that. Uh, and honestly, oddly, uh, Germany's been, you know, pretty clear of a lot of these, uh, you know, they haven't had the Paris or the UK issues, at least to that level. Um, you know, I mean, they've had their, they've definitely had their issues, but uh, not to, there hasn't been that huge Paris attack uh, on German soil as of yet. Um, it could happen at any moment, obviously. Maybe this is the reason, though. Maybe. Maybe they're avoiding it because uh, of the open sort of uh, approach. Because once you get into Germany, and you're, if you become a citizen in Germany, you can go anywhere you want. Uh, yeah, that's true through the, uh, yeah. for, the, um, for the Union, in the Union, right? Yeah, once you're there, you're there. Certainly in the EU, but really yeah. anywhere. A German passport will get you in anywhere. That wasn't always the case. 
but uh, these days, uh, the German passports, uh, you know, pretty much gold. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty much hang. You know, they're, they're the entire economy of Europe, basically. Mm-hmm. So. So last week uh, I told you about uh, the uh, the father who uh, banged the goose with his uh, with his plastic now? baseball bat. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he banged the goose with his baseball bat, mm. mm-hmm. and uh, he had to go to court. And uh, because he got fined, remember he got the ticket, right. had yeah, to make the appearance. Protecting his kid. Right. And uh, he went in front of a judge, found guilty. Oh, jeez. Are you kidding me? Was he, really? he was fined. Now, it was, a smaller, <clears throat> it was a small fine. However, the judge sided with the animal rights and said, no, you, you, you shouldn't have hit the, the goose. What, he's the, protecting so his son? They fined him 25 bucks, $133 in court costs. Now, some listener of uh, Fox 59 in Indianapolis is going to foot the bill for him. Oh, really? But, yeah, because he was so mad. Uh, <laughs> he said, this is crazy that the judge is finding you guilty over this. I'll, I'll pay it. it. It is insane. I mean, but we, come on now. We were at a park the, uh, the other day with the kids, and there was a couple of geese. And, of course, they were walking. Geese is mean, man. I said, Keith, stay away from those creatures. <laughs> right? Same thing I say when you come here, and, I, and mm. you're, walking, you're walking by them, and I say, stay away from that creature. That's what I say to them. That's a coincidence. It's kind of a coincidence. Really? You say Yeah, yeah I, I say the same thing to my children. You're kidding. Yeah, stay away from that creature. I yeah. That's incredible. That? What about, huh. You say the same thing to your wife, too? Exactly, your wife the goes, same thing. Yeah. Me, too. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Even if I just want to say hi? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You say, we say stay away from that creature. Yeah. Uh, huh. So, anyway, Pat and Stu mm-hmm. and the creature uh, mm-hmm. with more coming up in just a moment. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It is Pat and Stu and uh, the thing over there. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Every day. I don't know why the look around uh, gets me every time. I I enjoy it. (laughs) The fake Jeffy look around. (laughs) I don't know who you're talking about. What What? creature are you talking about? Oh, oh, (laughs) you guys don't say things like that to me. Therefore, I'm not. I don't understand it. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. Actually, the entire show. Uh, apparently, <clears throat> there was an interesting question that you tackled on uh, the wonderful world of stew mm-hmm. on whether or not Nazis were environmentalists. <laughs> yes. You heard about that, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, that's a good question, right? Uh, I think it's a good question. What is the answer? Because the interesting thing about this, because Glenn actually posed this question and uh, asked me uh, to look into it a little bit. Um, and I was like, you know what? I would like to do that. That sounds like fun. Huh. As you know, I like uh, talking and, and reading about Nazis. Uh, I do know that. They're really, really horrible people, and I'm fascinated at how mm-hmm. on earth they got the control they did and how they almost took over the world, basically. It's always a, been a fascinating story to me. Um, but I never really thought about them as environmentalists um, before. And I, you know, I don't know if it's a good way to make friends or influence people, but uh, we decided to look into that question. Watch. Always remember, it's polite and important to begin conversations with questions that aren't controversial. Luckily, I'm both polite and important. So, were Nazis 
environmentalists. Nazis were a lot of things, sure. They were most famous for their murderous tendencies, but in many ways, they were also the environmentalists of the day. Now, that does not mean today's environmentalists are racist, want to kill all the Jews, or want to bring back the mustache that only Hitler and Michael Jordan can pull off. And if you're one of the eight people who actually needed to hear that disclaimer, screw you for wasting our last 15 seconds. Much of the 1960s and 70s overpopulation scare shared large parts of its concerns with Hitler. Both movements were obsessed with the idea that they could not produce enough food to feed the increasing numbers of people. Population will inevitably and completely outstrip whatever small increases in food supplies we make, as environmental legend slash crazy person Paul Ehrlich put it. Of course, it's not as plausible to find new space to grow food when you're talking about the whole planet. Hitler only cared about Germans and could solve this problem by gaining living space to the east. The book Hitler Ascent quotes Mein Kampf's first volume, noting Hitler's belief that the New Reich would have to conquer with the German sword the soil that the German plow would till in order to provide the people with their daily bread. Hitler's desire for living space was specifically to secure adequate food supplies for the German people. How important was living space? Hitler's two most important goals, the destruction of Jewish Bolshevism and the conquest of living space in the East. Despite all the tactical flexibility and political maneuverability he was to show later in his career, Hitler always insisted on these two goals with dogmatic rigidity. The BBC wrote about the movement that influenced Hitler, including the growing concern about the allegedly negative effects of industrialization and urbanization. There is also a belief in the virtues of agrarian society and the panic over Germany's limited resources of food and raw materials. The only thing keeping those quotes off a Prius bumper sticker is that they're too long. The environmentalists of the day certainly noticed the Nazis' green efforts. German conservationist Wilhelm Leinenkamper wrote that the Nazis refuse all kinds of compromise and demand strict, literal fulfillment. Those refusing the call of sacrifice are under attack, and rightly so. Sounds like something you'd hear about those evil climate deniers today. The book The Green and the Brown by environmental professor Frank Ucoetter dives into the debate as to why environmentalists were so enthralled with Nazis. Much of it was an ability to overlook the nastiness of the regime to get their desired outcomes. But the similarities to modern-day environmentalism are unmistakable, as Ucoetter sums up nicely. The lion's share of conservationist publications between 1933 and 1945 could be printed again today without raising eyebrows. The Nazi policy of Dauerwald, or Eternal Forest, was a nationwide, top-down, sustainable forestry program that was a passion project of one Ermann Goering. Long before he sampled the sweet taste of cyanide, he said, quote, only by the complete subjection of the individual to the service of the whole can the perpetuity of the community be assured. Eternal forest and eternal nation are ideas that are indissolubly linked. Does that sound right-wing to you? For many of today's environmentalists, the Nazi eternal forest program is as impressive as a yummy glass of lukewarm kombucha. Ironically, then we might conclude that it was the Nazis who pioneered the application of ecologically aware forestry in Germany. But is this assessment correct? The book rightly points out that when the war ramped up, the Nazis clearly prioritized the military over the trees, 
But, quote, I would argue that this policy left a long-term legacy for the German forest that was ecologically beneficial. Jonah Goldberg also outlined the regime's similarities when it came to these areas in his book, Liberal Fascism. Heinrich Himmler was a certified animal rights activist and aggressive promoter of natural healing. Rudolf Hess, Hitler's deputy, championed homeopathy and herbal remedies. Hitler and his advisors dedicated hours of their time to discussions of the need to move the entire nation to vegetarianism as a response to the unhealthiness promoted by capitalism. A Hitler youth manual proclaimed nutrition is not a private matter. Organic food was inextricably linked to what the Nazis then described as the left does today as social justice issues. The one environmental issue that you don't see Hitler all that concerned about was global warming, which is odd considering the Earth warmed about 0.7 degrees Celsius between 1910 and 1940, just slightly less than the entire amount of warming that has occurred in the last century. I guess the world had more pressing issues to deal with back then. Of course, for those eight annoying people waving their fists at the screen, this again does not mean that Al Gore is actually just a somewhat well-preserved Adolf Hitler. Nazis were environmentalists, but they also believed in terrible things like killing all the Jews and massive government control of every aspect of your life. For today's environmentalists, to quote the meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad. So to review, the environmentalists of the second half of the 20th century sound a lot like the Nazis of the first half of the 20th century. The Nazi conservationism, combined with all the government power needed to implement extreme sacrifice and regulation, won over the environmentalists of the day, and still impressed as many. And I didn't talk too much about Hitler's well-known vegetarianism, partially because it may not be completely true. According to The Telegraph, although he referred to meat broth as corpse tea, gotta love that, he was not fastidious about declining meat. Dion Lucas, his cook before the war, claimed he was a fan of stuffed pigeon, and he was also known to be partial to Bavarian sausages and the occasional slice of ham. The worst part about that is that I'm a vegetarian that does not eat stuffed pigeon, technically making me more extreme than Adolf Hitler. I think I'll uh, keep that one off the resume. Probably There's a lot there, a lot there to go over. I mean, for one thing, uh, Jeffy's oh. always been a big proponent of Dowervold. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, a big proponent. Don't you have a bumper right? sticker on your car that says, "I'm a big proponent of Dowervold"? Uh, yeah, but I mean, you don't hear about that. Don't, oh man, don't get no. me started on that. You don't hear about how the Nazis used their control over people for sustainable forestry. No, it's. I mean, that's uh, awesome. It was a big thing. That's awesome. I mean, and it, you know, it's funny. It's it, you look at this, and it makes a, it, when you think about it outside of the <gasps> how. Dare you say that aspects it makes a lot of sense right Mm -hmm. like they controlled everything yeah and they only cared about the collective which makes absolutely no sense that they're called right wing there they just didn't care at all about individualism in fact they despised it and obviously used much of their power to destroy it yeah and the other thing i I love very much about the report other than the information contained Mm -hmm. and the dowervald reference which jeffy has been uh, Mm -hmm. i mean incessant incessant. shot up with the dowervald is uh is that's the first time i've heard meatloaf mentioned in a good long time really yeah i (laughs) you don't hear a lot of meatloaf references Uh anymore Uh uh-huh and uh uh two out of three ain't bad is a good song yeah that's a a darn good song i know too there's going to be people who are like well because the three things were environmentalism uh, government control and murder, and you know at least they're not murdering people. 
I, I, I await my Twitter feed when everyone points out to me uh, the abortion process, uh, which I, I do understand. I get, I get the point. <laughs> the point is well taken. Uh, I just wasn't right. making that point there. But the point is well taken, Pat. Okay. Pat, the point is well taken. Yes, I understand. It's well taken. I understand. They well, may not. <laughs> the Twitterverse may no, not. No, they will not. But, but, I, but I do. But I think it's, I uh, it's, an, it's, a, it's an interesting point <clears throat> you make. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Maybe one that some could apply. How old do you figure Meatloaf is? Meatloaf? I'd say 70. Yeah, 72. Say 70. Yeah, 69. Wow. 69? Yeah, 69. Mm. Born in wow. Dallas, Texas. Oh, was he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He His real name is O'Day or something, right? O'Day. O'Day. He went yeah. on and like, coached baseball for a while, softball. Because mm-hmm. he, he had Meatloaf? the big hits. He had the big hits back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light and such. And then went away, and I think he was coaching uh, baseball or softball at like high school, and then came back with the one at the end. Uh, two, not two out of three in bad... Uh, uh, I, I can't do that thing. No, I, no, I can't do that. I'd do anything I do for love, love, but I yeah. won't. But do I that. won't do that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it's a pretty good song, actually. Which is nobody's ever said. He just right. <laughs> True, but it's it's uh, he his songs were weird and theatrical, kind of. Right, you know. Yeah, it was, were, yeah, there was sort of a play in, inside of yeah. a song. I, I I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. Was kind of theatrical. Uh, Paradise, Paradise by the Dashboard was. Lights was definitely theatrical. Yeah. Two out of three ain't bad. Was it's just a, mainly a, a good song. But a little bit theatrical because yeah. there's a twist where, you know, he's telling this girl and then it, you find out in the end of the song that he had that same thing done to him. So. Uh, people don't know this, but uh, the M in M. Night Shyamalan stands for meatloaf because of all the twists that, that <laughs> the songs take. I did not know that. That's... <laughs> It actually it could make sense. It's, it's not true, but it it could be true. Meatloaf Night Shyamalan. <laughs> how many? Okay. How many, how many albums do you figure he sold? Oh, a lot. Oh, because I Bad mean, Out of Hell probably did twenty million. Best-selling artist of all. One of the best-selling artists. One of the best. I, well, I, Bad I Out of Hell is one of the biggest albums of all time. Huge. Eighty right? million. Huge. Just Bad Out of Hell. 80 million? One of the best-selling artists with worldwide sales of more than 80 million records. For Just Bad Out of Hell, or is that all all together? Okay, yeah. Because after that, there wasn't a ton, right? shows. I mean, he had uh, that one song that became, was a, like, comeback hit, and there was something, there was maybe another one off of that that got airplay. Yeah. He had a little run there. his big deal was Bad Out of Hell. Yeah. And he did Bad Out of Hell, too, but I don't think that sold as well as the original. Was that? No, but he he probably made, I mean, on tour with that was probably. Sure. Cause that was a great song too. Bad out of hell with yeah. that whole that whole album. Classic. That's good. I, I, it's not my era, really. When did no, that come it's out? Not seventy seven. Seventy seven. Yeah, I, I just remember listening to that constantly, like in the nineties for yeah. some reason. Right. Like I don't know why. Well, it, been, was, been it fi- still had that. Life. According to this, he's been in fifty movies and television shows. Wow. I mean, holy has he really? He definitely had a big uh, wow. you know, career. Uh, I mean, he was really late seventies and early eighties were really big for him. He and uh, Jim Steinman, the guy who wrote most of his songs, uh, actually, they, that was a good that was a good pair. Yes, they, it was. they teamed up well, and and that was a successful little run. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Also, uh, have you seen the sea lion I have. that attacked the little girl? I drags her into the. I, it's kind of weird. Um, I think we have that. Let's let's take a look I at just that. Just to play and. Don't you have more than I don't know if he's playing here. He just wanted to play. See, she's, he comes up to say hello. He's like, I'm bigger than you. Oh, he looks pretty rough here. He's not like happy. No, he doesn't. And then she says, really? that's kind of a dumb Can move you, uh, right there. 
Whoa! Oh, look how fast that is. Oh my god! Wow. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Want to help a little? <laughs> Guy lost his sunglasses. Go back and get them. It's your sunglasses. Wow! That is amazing. Now I, you have no idea that sea lions could be that quick. Now, right? I mean, that's incredible. What's the beach? Does anyone know the beach in California where all the sea lions are? There's like out hanging sea out. Sea lion beach. Oh yeah, sea lion. It's called yeah. sea lion. It is probably is sea lion. No, beach. it's, it's mean, a famous one. It's right. Yes. Yeah. Sea you know what I'm talking beach. about? Yes. No, it's mm-hmm. not called sea lion beach. No, I know what you're talking. You know what I'm about talking about? Yes, I was I there. Do. I don't know a year ago, and they and they're just like. You went to sea lion beach? No, it's not <laughs> called sea lion beach. It is not called sea lion beach. It's called something else, Jeffy. I don't recall the name of it. Oh, we always just call it sea lion the beach. beach where the sea lions hang out. Anyone? La Jolla. Yeah, it's La Jolla. Yeah, oh, otherwise yeah. known as Sea Lion Beach, Pat is right. The, or the <laughs> beach where the sea lions hang out. So it was there, and they're just, they're hanging out. Everyone's just, like, doing yeah. their thing, and they're hanging out, like, like 10 feet away. Right, really? A bunch of them, like, yeah. dozens. Oh, more than dozens, I mean. I mean, at least when, times, I, when yeah. I was there, it was dozens. But see, this like is, a, that could be a little dangerous, because, I mean, their teeth are formidable, yeah, I, aren't they? Because you, you see, they're like, pretty big people animals. are taking pictures with them. They're walking yeah. right up to them. Wow. They're pretty big animals. Do some... Yeah, I didn't want to get too close to it. I certainly didn't want well, the kids. Well, there are lions in the sea. <laughs> so, I mean... It's not called Sea Lion Beach, and there are Hello? not lions in the sea. Would you want to come in contact with a lion in the sea? No, well, thank no. you. I think that a lion in the sea would not be very effective. It I mean, you got, drown. The, you got the mane, and you got those no. big freaking paws, and that... Those teeth, those gnarly right? teeth. And that one just showed you how quick they can... See, they can grab and eat you. I mean, that was fast on the dad. That was a good move on dad part. Just jump in and get her. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's a good oh, yeah. move. Because yeah, yeah. the rest of the people are, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah. Thanks. Well, you Thanks had to keep filming. I mean, you're not going to. But, <laughs> but the, I don't think the sea lion was out to hurt her. I think it was just looking to play. It might, might have been know? playing. I don't know. Well, I mean, he I didn't. don't know. He didn't pursue murder once he got him in the water, right? Yeah. Once I mean, he, got he just her pulled water. her off. And, and, then, and then left her alone. Um, right. It, it was one of those and things. And he didn't even bite her uh, right, he you know, body. Dress. He just grabbed the dress and pulled her hand. It was sort of a moment, if I could uh, equate it to uh, everything, a reference we all understand, uh, is in uh, is Indiana Jones with the guy with the sword. Uh, and, and he pull, just pulls out the gun. It's like the kids, like, like they're all doing this cute little thing and they're all being like, they think they're all fancy and cute. And then, the, you know, Indy the pulls out the gun. Out. And it's like, it's just, I, I think he almost just wanted to show, I could do this if I wanted, just so you yeah, know, I just could so do you know, this. I Yeah, you're all sitting all here in this little dock with yeah. the, oh my God, oh my God guy. Mm-hmm. You and, think you're uh, safe? Could, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're, no not. you're not. No. I could, I could take you I'm a lion of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, be, uh, kid okay? As, do we know the answer to Kid's that? Okay. Yeah. Kid's yeah. okay. And so wouldn't it be cool, as long as everything's okay now, you got that for the rest of your life. You can show that and brag about that. That's true. That's There's a time when a sea lion grabbed me and kidnapped me and pulled me into its home. I've already told my daughter and to my... Sit, tell everybody that it was her. <laughs> I, you... I don't. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, no. That's what, why not? You know, you just got done saying she can say that a girl can say that all her life. Why uh-huh. not? You know, pull it off. Yeah, that was. Well, me. you could say that all all your life if it actually happened to you. That was me. Um, all right. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents stew coming up in a second. We've stressed the importance for a long time now of emergency food, uh, but we haven't discussed all that much picking the right emergency food you know the kind that's delicious and Mm. nutritious and that you're going to enjoy eating when it comes to that yeah maybe a variety of foods so you don't like you're not eating uh you know uh, oats for like 90 straight years that don't have any flavor to them right Uh, my patriot supply solves that problem they can get you now listen to this this is a lot of food 
Uh, it's a thousand servings of emergency food for nine hundred and ninety-seven dollars. It's less than a dollar per serving. Um, and the one thing I would point out about this is because I, I would hear that and be like, well, "What do I want my whole house to be emergency food? Like a thousand servings?" They have a really uh, they've come up with great ways to be able to minimize the space this stuff takes out. So you can you can have a year's worth of food, and it's just going to take up a corner of a closet. Yeah, and it's it's good food too. It's like Chili Mac, buttermilk pancakes, mm. uh, Southwest savory rice, even pudding. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Pancakes. And you can get 1,000 servings of emergency food today for just $997. Pancakes. Mm. Thinking about pancakes. Mm. Mm-hmm. I really love pancakes. Every time I have pancakes, I think to myself, why don't I eat more pancakes? It's a good question. It's a really good question. I can never answer it. It's, there's never a good answer to it. And that's why I look like I do. 888-756-8675. 888-756-8675 or preparewiththeblaze.com. The website to go to is preparewiththeblaze.com. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Patents too. A couple of uh, important things, unlike the unimportant stuff we've been talking about so far. Um, the NFL might change their overtime <laughs> rules. They, they say, might. Yeah, it's a basic foregone conclusion. Is the report I saw? Uh, what are they going to change it to? They're going to ch- shorten it from fifteen minutes to ten minutes. What? Now, that that's the change. So dumb. That's not so the dumb. change needed. The change needed is if you score a touchdown. It, it ends it. The other team doesn't get a chance to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So you if you, in almost every case, the, the, the team that receives the kickoff first wins. I mean, uh, it's unfair. It, it shouldn't be the coin toss that decides the game. And they did change it, of course, to I avoid the field goal result. Yeah, just there. the field goal. Um, it, they get a chance. But they should get a chance if it's a touchdown, too. Yeah, I, I, you know, I have a problem with them. We, we, you like the, you're a big fan of the college rules. Uh, yeah, 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 me too. I, and not, and if you think that's too easy, going 25 yards, go 50. Yeah, you can do whatever, any length, yeah, right? I, I, just, yes. I like the idea of uh, team gets a chance to score, yeah. uh, and then the other team gets one chance to beat the score. That's it. So, like, uh, even that would, I'm sure, be an improvement, even if you... Oh, so, if yeah. they both score a touchdown, the team that scores the second touchdown has, has to, to go, go for, for two. two. The only way you can end it on the first drive is scoring and getting a two. Right. Anything else, the, the other t- team has one possession. However, what happens then if the first team goes for two? And if they both get then two. Then they both get two, and they tie. You know, I... I my, then my, game over? My belief tie? was... Uh, no, no. My belief was if you get the touchdown and you decide you have the balls the to go for two touchdown. and get it, you win. I could I could go with the other team gets a chance to score and go for two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the only reason that I, the only reason I don't like that as much is because I don't think anybody would go for two. Like they're all going to just go. You know why would you go for two in that scenario? There's no benefit to it. Everyone would kick the field goal. I like the idea. Like you could take the chance to end the game right now with a two. That would be an unbelievable play. That'd be cool. One play. Yeah. Um, but even if you give them a chance to, to so the tie, first team to get it scores a touchdown. If they go for two and make it, game's over. Game's over. That, but that's the only way you can do it. If you score a touchdown, kick a field goal, the other team has a chance to score a touchdown. But they cannot kick the extra point. They have to go for two. They have to try to outdo the mm-hmm. other team. So there's no tie. Even if the issue here is, and yeah. the way they have it set up now, and this is the thing I really hate about the overtime rules, is that you have a chance to come back and get a tie. So, like, the person goes and they, you know, they kick a field goal. The other team can also come back and kick a field goal. And then you're in the right. same point you were at the beginning of right. overtime. Mm-hmm. Now, there's only six minutes left in the game. Well, that was the old school. 
If they short it to 10 minutes, there's going to be no time left in the game right. after two drives. Right. If you have a, a drive <laughs> and, a, and a touchdown and a drive and a touchdown, the game's going to be tied, and then you're going to get much. You're going to get a, a, a big uptick in the I amount of ties. I don't understand that the complaint about overtime in the NFL is not the amount, not of, time. amount of time. I don't know anybody who minds the game going longer. longer right. Is there anybody who might, well, if you're watching a good maybe. game and it's gone into overtime, yeah, I don't think so. damn it, I don't want a 15-minute yeah. period here. Yeah. So I can stand rules. 10 more minutes and that's it. <laughs> then I turn off the television set that's and it. I'm watching the Food Network. <laughs> yeah. Of course, so if, the if I turned off the television set, how am I going to watch the Food Network? Mm-hmm. It's a mystery that we still need to solve. But I, I think the Problem is, you know, uh, the undue advantage of receiving the ball first. That's the problem, and they need to fix that. They need so, to fix it. So the stew rules. Yes, Jeff. That's right. So you, the first team gets the ball, they score a touchdown. Yes. Right? They go for two with the opportunity that if you get the two, you win. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't get it. Yep. Okay. So the other team gets the opportunity to score. Yep. And they score a touchdown. And they can kick the extra point and win. They don't have to go. They for don't two. have to go for two. That's why you want to. You don't want to. It's a risky play, right? To go for the two mm-hmm. right there. However, there's a charm to it because you've got a forty percent two I like point it. conversion. I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I mean, it's bad. better than just that's not dr- bad. shortening the, the ten yes, minutes. That's a stupid. Yeah. If anything, you can either like, kick the extra point and you go up by seven, and then they can come and and score a touchdown, but they'd have to go for two. Yeah, right. Uh, so they'd either make it or not, and one yeah. team wins. Yeah, or you try to end the game right away with a two-point right. conversion. With a two-point conversion. And I think there's a... I like that. Yeah, and, and I think, like... I the, so the only ties you'd ever get is if there's complete ineptitude, no points at all throughout overtime. So if after those first two drives, it's going to wind no, up being you, sudden death. You still get, you can still get the 6-6. Six, because six. if the first team scores a touchdown and doesn't get the two, the second team scores a touchdown and misses, and misses the, the extra, extra point. point. You're right, yes. Uh, that would be a very minor... But yes, okay, you're right. But I mean, no, you're right. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, and then, and then, but then it would continue... That game would continue for the rest of the quarter still. So it would have to be also combined with an aptitude for the rest of right, the time. Okay. So it would be very rare that that wouldn't happen. That's okay. probably a once-a-decade situation where you'd probably get a couple ties a year, or one or two, you know, one a year maybe of just zeros throughout all the, you know, no one even gets a field goal. Mm. Um, but I mean, I, that would, I think, improve it a lot. Plus, it would, what you want to avoid more than anything is a tie. Right. You have overtime right. to mm-hmm. avoid ties. If That's you want you ties, have that. just cancel overtime and end games in ties all the time. Mm-hmm. And what you get at the end of those quarters constantly of overtime, you know, a team has the ball, they're on their own 10 with a minute left. What are they going to do? They're going to run it into the line and hope the time runs out. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is not what you mm-hmm. want to encourage. Um, and, and, you know, it could still happen with this scenario, but I think you'd have here Stupid. a good a good chance for... The other one team one up the other. You have one chance to one up the other team. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think that would be a cool way to go. And it doesn't mean you know you don't have to you don't have to make massive massive changes, uh, but I think it would improve it quite a bit. Yeah, I like I like that. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Are pop lyrics getting more repetitive? Uh, Yes. Quick hint. Yes. Yes. Yes, they are. One hundred percent certitude. More repetitive. Colin. Morris at the pudding analyzed the. Do you know the pudding? That's uh, a. I know it's a Jeffy website. I don't know if. <laughs> uh, oh no, that's mine just, is P U T T I N. Okay, right. all right. The pudding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he anyway he analyzed the repetitiveness of a database of fifteen thousand songs 
that have that charted on Billboard's Hot 100 between 58 and 2017. Pop lyrics are increasingly repetitive. Rihanna is the reigning repetitive champ among solo artists with at least 15 I mean, songs on the charts. That's incredible. Rihanna. Look at that the difference. That is incredible. That is incredible. Holy cow. So, okay, all decades. Uh, so the least repetitive would be Elvis Presley and Frank Sinatra. Then you got Billy Joel, Brad Paisley, Then Ray you get Charles. into the Bee Gees and Aerosmith and Hart. Uh, Neil Diamond is Rod there. Stewart, Kenny Chesney. And then it starts to get pretty repetitive. Uh, up here in the blue the area. The down starts yeah. to happen. But again, like you'd expect Beyonce, Britney Spears, One mm-hmm. Direction, Mariah Carey, Madonna, Michael Jackson, Justin Bieber. Those are all names I would expect to be at the top. I would have actually, and when I heard this story, I actually thought to myself, Rihanna. Did you really? One because she, she, at least two uh. or three of her songs are like the same word. Uh, uh, there's <laughs> the work, 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 work. That's her, right? Uh, and Don't know. she says it a zillion times throughout that song. But the other one, um, oh God, I can't think of the stupid name of it. Uh, I, I made fun of it for every time it came on. I made fun of it with my wife. Uh, I can't think of the stupid name of it. Not Umbrella. She has another one of her big songs. There's diamonds. No, it was the one where she. Uh, oh my God, it's killing me now. I'll, well, I'll find it here in a second. But it's so repetitive. We fell in love in a something place. Anyone know this one? No. And we fell in love when a I'm not as place up on my Rihanna we songs found love. as I probably should be. We found be. love in a whole, what was it? Place. In a hopeless place. That's it. We found love. She love. just says it a thousand times. <laughs> we get it. We get it. You've fallen in love in a hopeless place. We understand. <laughs> and where's the hopeless place? Where I is don't it? know. We never know. We never know because all you know is that she fell in love in a hopeless place. No, she over fa- and over and over and she, over. That they found love. Yeah, we found, found love. We found love in a, in a hopeless place. place. I mean, I, seriously, I, I, would, I gotta pull up the lyrics of that. What's that, the song called? Look hopeless. at the gap between love. her and number two and three. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. Love. That's a huge freaking gap that sure there. Is. I mean, it's incredible. But this, that's because two. Uh, uh, that's probably because of the two or three songs that are just nothing but the same. Not lyrics. surprising to see the Beatles yeah. in there either, because I want to hold your hand. 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 But I mean, they're middle the pack, really. I mean, I, I guess a little bit towards the repetitive side. They, she, by the way, she says we found out love in a hopeless place. I think I'm looking at sixteen times in the song. Sixteen. Wow. Because that's all it is. The whole chorus is just that. Wow. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, um, but I was surprised to see. I was not surprised to see her win. Although the margin is massive. It's massive. It's like uh, here are all the other past NBA champions, and here are the Golden State Warriors of the past <laughs> few years. I mean, it's like incredible. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised some of those names in there. You look at the the real songwriters though, right? Like, I mean, like Billy Joel. I mean, yes. way back on the other side of that. I mean, they're telling stories, right? Right. Mm-hmm. U two is way back on that side for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. I, Brenda mm-hmm. Lee, big big favorite of big, yours. Big Brenda Lee guy. Brenda Lee, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't Brenda blame you. That's what everybody Man, says that about Brenda me. Lee stuff. Big, is, guy, you know, if Stu, big Brenda Lee guy. Big Brenda big Lee. Big Brenda Lee guy. You get him a Brenda Lee CD, oh and my oh my god, how, how many times have I broke? How he'll probably he'll probably have sex with you. Probably. Uh, that's what they say about standard. you anyway. Yeah. I don't know if it's true, but oh, that's what true. everybody it's says. True. It's so. true. How many times have I broken out the Brenda Lee karaoke machine? Oh, I mean, I can't even count. I can't count them. <laughs> Brenda Lee, is that the, is she have that, is Rockin' Rockin on the Christmas Tree? Around. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah, all yeah, Christmas tree. That's the only song I is know. Is there another Brenda song Lee. from Brenda yeah, Lee? Yeah, I think she had some hits in the 60s, okay. like early 60s. Okay. 
Nothing right. like rocking around the Christmas tree, though. No, maybe. I mean, it doesn't get any better than no, that. No, it does not. That's, I, the, rock, that, I mean, the, just the residuals off of that song, that's more than, that's a, a hundred million bitcoins <laughs> worth of residuals <laughs> off of that one song, because it's every ten seconds. And then you mm-hmm. get the uh, the stupid uh, Home Alone soundtrack oh my as well. I mean, oh, God. And, and the other thing they beat to death is the Bruce Springsteen oh, Santa Claus is coming to town, which you worst. can't sing a note. He sucks. I can't stand him. He's not even near a note. Uh, no, he's song. not. No. no, he is not. Uh, more Pat and Stu coming up in a second. Hey, Pat, healthy spoons coming up. Yeah. You're trying more healthy food. I can't even pretend to be happy about it. I don't. Uh, I'm not enjoying this. Awful. Really not enjoying it. Welcome to Spoons, a well done, segment, Jeffy. one of our favorites, really, except oh. Jeffy's ruined it, mm-hmm. uh, because he said he was going to be healthy bag. for two weeks, or 18 days. But we, we may just nominate him for the Douche Hall of Fame for this. Uh, I mean, it's almost Douche Hall of Fame well, worthy, if you'd have been here, you could have put it in the... You know, there's a relevance clause, and he's not relevant. He's not relevant. Though, so. Uh, so we have three things to try today. Today, uh, <laughs> Zupa Noma... Uh, organic toma- tomato gazpacho. Ooh. Look at this going to the glass. This is the best part of this segment right here. Look at this. Oh, that's oh, look so at that. no. gross. Thank you. What does that remind you of? Look at that hit the bottom of the glass. Can you get the bottom of the glass there? Look at that. No. Is that like vomit just being poured out of a bottle? Uh, a little bit. Oh, listen. Oh, hold on. Listen. A little bit. Oh, I'm not. Hold on. I got. Oh, it is oh that way that Is that kind of cucumber or something? Um, I don't know. That's the organic tomato gazpacho. Oh, my. I can't. I can't, I'm sorry. That it actually, does smell. I can't do it. It smells nice. I, I know, it, it smells, cannot do it. It smells better than it, than it looks. Bottoms up. Here we How go. Many times <laughs> you said that? How many times you said that in your life? No. No, thank you, please. It only makes me sneeze. <laughs> and then it makes it hard to find the door. Uh, and then this other stuff. Pepper habanero. What about it? It's definitely the best oh. one so far. Oh. Seriously? Oh. It's, it's tomato gazpacho oh. or yeah. something? Now, I, we kind of discovered this. These were brought to us as drinks, and then at the bottom it says ready to sip chilled vegetable Those are soup. soup. It's more like soup, it's soup. yeah. Uh, but this one looks really gross to me. This is, uh, now I love peppers, but this yeah, one is. I can't do either one. Organic of yellow. I would vomit. I did the first one. Arrow. I don't think I can do this one. I shan't be oh, I can't puking the on the air. No, I can't. No. Oh, wow. Look at that, though. Bad. Look at that. That looks good, though, right? So this is tomato and, and like a cucumber thing? Yeah, I would say it's it's, not, it's not. It's like a tomato. It's kind of it like a vegan. It smells good. It yeah. doesn't. It does not smell doesn't good. doesn't necessarily taste. I like cucumbers, though, but Ooh. it doesn't now, taste good. This one, to me, smells good. It smell, but it doesn't Does it smell really? like something I should drink. It smells like something I should have like on top of a fajita. Oh, that's because you're a vegetarian. That's why that smells good. Yep. To any normal human being, that does not smell good. Pat, I mean, when you're right, you're right. These other two were horrible. The last batch we did, these I would give, you know, a four and a five, oh maybe God. two. I mean, a four and a five? Or really? 18. That high? Okay. Yeah, I think good. we should um, just... This one, I know I have high hopes for. This one is some sort of fruit thing, which we should be able to do, it's right? It's Matt's Munchies Apple... Uh, Appalicious. I thought it said apple licorice. Um, but Appalicious. It's a little... Okay, so it's, this, it looks like how apple. Jeffy delivers some of the fentanyl patches that he sells. <laughs> um, except these are apples. Just put that on your shoulder. Just stick it to your shoulder and see if it helps. I would say these uh, appear to be very fruit roll-up-y, is how I would describe them. They're very much like a fruit roll-up. Um, I'll bet. You get two servings of fruit per package. Oh, yeah. They're good. Really good. Um, they're pretty good. 
Like my kids would love these things. Tastes like apple, I guess. There you go. Um, they're pretty delicious. Um, so in there is um, delicious. I'm not going that far. <laughs> they're appleicious. I would say that. Is it helping? Do you feel less pain now? I don't know, but I hope so. You might, yeah. might want to come in contact with your skin. I don't know. I would think a fruit for Jeffy probably causes him pain, though. <laughs> um, the ingredients of Appalicious, of course, the number one ingredient, organic mango. Uh, pure concentrate <laughs> organic apple. And Wait, it's apple. Why would they put more mango in it than mm-hmm. apple? That, that was my point. Um, however, stickiness, right? I do like it. Um, pretty good. Now, look, it's real fruit. So the bottom line is when you want a snack, do you really want real fruit? Well, People, if I want real fruit, I'm not eating this. I'm eating an apple or a mango. Right? right? So You're that's not what I mean. It it's, a weird, it's a middle ground. Like, I like this. It's, it tastes pretty good. I'll give it a 12. Really? I like it. I think it's pretty good. I'll give it an 8. Jeffy? That's a fruit roll-up. I didn't catch a buzz off it at all. I don't like it at all. It's not about. a fentanyl patch. Okay? It's a... <laughs> It's an apple fruit patch. I, t- put it on my, I put it on skin on my hand. I tried it on my shirt. I tried it on my tongue. I got nothing. <laughs> kind of joy. That's, that's you didn't get high at all? That's false advertising. All right. I mean, I think they're pretty good. Like oh. I, Again, like I think they're a great kid's snack. Like, I would put this in my kid's lunchbox, you know, yeah. for school. Absolutely. And then they can trade it for, like, uh, Twix. Real food. <laughs> Real food. That's absolutely what would happen. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. some dumb kid's going to take it for a Twix. Yeah. Uh, good for them. All right. 888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. We've got a Glenn segment, I believe. Uh, coming up. Combine these two. See if they're any good. Oof. Oof. Bad. All right. Welcome back. God, Pat, with his stupid headphones. I didn't do it. <laughs> Am I the one who potted me up? No. no. You put your headphones on full no. blast. <sighs> I'm mad at Pat. I want to do it. I'm mad at Jeff. I want to do it to him right now. But I'm not mad at Glenn. So here is he, uh, Glenn talking about the Trump stuff from last week. Looking at the chalkboard... Um, everybody is conflating the stories. All of these stories from last week are just becoming one giant Democratic impeachment cry. And there are separate stories, and some of them are bad, some of them could be bad. We don't know anything yet, but we have to untangle the knot before it just becomes something that nobody can argue anymore. So let's look at just last week. First thing that happened, on Monday, Trump revealed highly classified information to Russian officials. Really bad. But not something impeachable, because the president can do whatever he wants. We wouldn't have accepted that from President Obama, and we certainly didn't accept that with Hillary Clinton, but it is not impeachable. Tuesday, Trump asked James Comey to close the investigation into Michael Flynn. This, this came out, and this is all based on the um, emails and the, um, or not, sorry, the, the, uh, the, the paper trails, the, yeah, the leaks about all of the notes that he made. It was also reported that Israel provided the classified intelligence. Uh, on Wednesday, Robert Mueller was appointed to serve as a special counsel. Flynn stopped a military plan, a decision that aligned with the interests of Turkey, 
Also, Mr. Flynn told the Trump transition team weeks before the inauguration that he was under federal investigation. And then on Friday, Trump told Russian officials firing Mr. Comey had relieved, quote, great pressure on him. In your wildest dreams, why would you say that? Why would you say that? And then senior White House official has been identified as a person of interest. So let me just show you how I've grouped them together, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, because I think there's four things that we have to look at. The first one is just this, the classified information. It's not impeachable, it's just really bad. And I think that's only really connected to here. Mm -hmm. So this is something that Mueller, nobody's gonna be looking at this, maybe Congress will look at this. This is an outrage, but I don't think it goes anywhere. You agree with me on that? The yeah. only thing I think that puts at risk is other countries might hesitate before they share intelligence with Correct. us, knowing that Trump might say it out loud. It's a really bad thing, but it's not impeachable and it's not going to be the end of his presidency. Um, the second thing, the Comey. Uh, he was, uh, Trump asked James Comey to close the investigation into Michael Flynn. This, this second scandal is potentially really dangerous for the president. And it involves these uh, four things. Trump saying to James Comey, hey, let's drop it. But that's something that maybe he's just doing. He shouldn't do, but maybe he's just really bad as a, you know, he's a good businessman, bad president. Um, shouldn't have done that. Flynn stopped a military plan, a discussion that aligned with the interest of Turkey. That's not even a story, do you think? He, yeah. he, he, well, the, the reason I think this one's a story is because he failed. That was yeah, because he had failed to disclose the money he was getting yeah, but, paid by Turkey. But he had only made that recommendation after he disclosed. So he disclosed, mm. um, he disclosed to everybody and made everybody aware that he was taking money. He had stopped taking money in November. That's in January that he discloses it. And a few days later, he nixes this and says this is a bad idea. It had been months since he had taken any money. And if you know anything about what he said on the military plan, he's right. I'm not a fan of his, but this plan was let's arm the Syrian Kurds. The Syrian Kurds are really terrorists. They are also Marxist-Leninists. Why would we give them they want a separate state on the edge of Turkey. It's not the Kurds in Iraq. So this is just everybody's emotion going, we should arm the Kurds, not these Kurds. They don't even speak the same language. So I don't think there is anything to this. Unless uh, you are looking to just assume motives, you know, and, and you're trying to make a case for... Yeah, but there's, there's literally, there is no, I, would, I would take this one off the board. There's literally nothing to that. Nothing to that one. Um, Mr. Fl uh, Flynn told the Trump's transition team week before immigration that he was under federal investigation. There is something to this because why, why did you take so long to fire him? And that's what makes the previous story an issue because if he told Trump, look, you got to know that the people are going to look at you with a hairy eyeball with stuff like that. Even if it's right, even if you're right, and even if you've disclosed, why would you bring him onto your campaign if he's under investigation for the specific thing? I don't know. Did the Trump transition team inform Trump about that? Did he know? 
Uh, I think he did. I'm not sure, but I think he did. Um, and then the, the last one that goes into this category is Trump told the Russian officials firing Mr. Comey had relieved great pressure on him. <sighs> I mean, how do you, I mean, that's really bad. That's just really bad. It almost becomes a, a fifth storyline. It's the Michael Flynn version, and it's the Comey yeah, so I think, obstruction of justice question. Yeah, I, I think that the, the Flynn is, is number two, um, and the, the Comey is, is really number three with Mueller. And I guess this would be tied into, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, it's so confusing. But with Mueller coming on, he's going to look at every. He's going to look at Russia. He's going to look at Comey. He's going to look at Flynn. He's going to look at what Trump said to Comey. He's going to look at all of that. Comey is set to testify after Memorial Day. And it, it could go. I mean, they might find. Uh, you know, he, he Mueller is looking down. He might find nothing in these two investigations, and he might find something here. I mean, it's just so broad and confusing. But some of them are real. Some of them... We don't know enough yet. We don't know enough. Well, and that seems like part of the media's scandal. You know, we, we talked about, you talked about this morning on radio, the study that came out in Harvard, 80% of the media is not favorable of Trump. Even Fox News overwhelmingly has been negative. So we're having to sift through probably maybe a portion of this that's true and some of it that is just journalists trying to make up will, stories where they're not. I will tell you that um, uh, there was a story on CNN this weekend about Donald Trump possibly laundering, it was said, uh, uh, Donald Trump's casino, an early worry of money laundering. Well, this is a story that broke in like 1993. Wow. It had already been investigated by the government they, he did do wrongdoing. He didn't alert them if you were bringing $10,000 in it's cash. Like, how is that a story now? Right. It was already adjudicated. He already paid a fine. It's already in the past. Why is CNN running, and it was done by an investigative journalist. For what? Crucify him. Right. If you lump all of those things together, which they're trying to do, and there are some common threads, you also have to lump Hillary and the DNC and all of their past. Mm -hmm. These stories are really closely tied. All of the stuff with her emails and then all of the reports of her dealings with See, this is what bothers me about this. Yeah. What bothers me about this is we're not being consistent. Our side's not being consistent. I think we are. But our side's not being consistent. We, had, we were outraged by what Hillary Clinton did. Well, that's what he did on the first one. We said she wasn't qualified because of the way she handled confidential information. And we can, go, we can go one step further than that. I mean, you mentioned we wouldn't have accepted this from Obama. We know that because we have, and I have it up here on my screen, when the Obama White House accidentally revealed the name of the, station, the CIA station chief in Afghanistan. It wasn't even Obama personally. They accidentally included his name in that release of people who were going with him in a surprise trip. Uh, conservatives freaked out. I mean, I remember when that happened. It was a total and absolute freak out when that happened. Well, I wonder if part of it is that there is still so much confusion on this. The investigation isn't finished, isn't concluded. It hadn't even you started. Well, well, but so the second point reported that Israel provided the classified intelligence. Is that reported? What are the sources? Because then Trump came out and said he never no, Israel did, did right? come out. Israel did come out and say that okay. they were the city. I don't believe them myself. I think, I think that's a red herring. 
I mean, I, I, I think it's Syria or Jordan or someplace like that. See, that's so fascinating to me. Understanding even that aspect of, of this web, each one of these has so many components to it that you have to understand in order to fully understand any one of these stories. That's why teams are so dangerous now. For us just to put jerseys on are so dangerous. Because the, the, the comparisons to Watergate is there was a crime that Nixon was trying to cover up. We don't even know if there was a crime yet. And Hillary Clinton was the same thing. She had a, a, a server in her home. She knew that was not, yeah. you know, federal this, law. This also isn't some liberal fantasy to take down Trump. There's some legitimate questions we have to get answered. So it's, we, we, we have to not jump into our teams.